It's Stick to Sports with Logan, Adam, and Noah. Welcome to the Stick to Sports podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. That's it. Anyway, it's been way too long, like way, way too long, but we're back with more news, even though sports have not resumed since the last time we recorded. What's popping, Logan? You know, I'm just excited because in a few weeks, the NBA returns, and I'm just so excited to watch some sports. I mean, I have been able to watch soccer, but basketball is also great too, so I'm basketball excited. Basketball is pretty great. Um yeah, the NBA is in its bubble. Even though there's been a couple problems, nothing too crazy. It's it's probably going to come back. I cannot wait to watch the Blazers probably win it all. You know, I mean, Florida has a lot of cases right now. Probably Florida has like 10,000. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, they're in their bubble, so we don't have to worry about that. I think the Blazers, we'll get to them later. But. There's a, there was a player, I forget who it is. I think on the Wizards, um, he has to go do quarantine because he broke the line to go pick up some Uber Eats. Was it John Wall? It was not John Wall, and even if it was, John Wall has no, no, no thing anyway right now. Anyway, but right now the big thing, the biggest sports news right now is the biggest sports contract. Mister Patty Mahomes has signed a ten-year, five hundred and three million dollar contract extension and the first thing i saw when i saw that i did not know the nfl could do that i was i was like 10 years i are we is this baseball now or is this is this hockey exactly. no i i always and i think the longest has been like four or five for the majority of contracts and i saw 10 years i was just like oh technically it's 12 years if yeah, you well, add on the rest of his rookie really deal so i mean He's it's worth almost, every penny, so... Do you think he's worth every penny? I think so. I mean, look, the thing is, he's getting, obviously, the 10 years, 10-year contract, and you say the rookie deal, you do have to look at it. Like, he's done so much on his rookie deal. His first two years in the NFL has his been... His first year, he sat on the bench and did nothing. Yeah, but they knew he was going to be the n- number one after he f- after he came back, which I'm sorry for... Um, What's his name? Why Alex Smith. Smith? Alex Smith. Sorry for him, but at the same time, they knew that Mahomes was their guy. That's why they picked him tenth overall. But at the same time, like he's done a lot in those couple years. You've he's got an MVP, breaking records along the way, showing that he's probably the most electrifying player in football. And then he won, wins the Super Bowl the next year. I don't know what else you could say about this guy. And I'm telling you right now, take Patrick Mahomes out of the situation. The Chiefs do not are not this successful. Well, I think the it's a mutual the relationship is mutually beneficial for both of them because the Chiefs, if they didn't have Patrick Mahomes, uh, they would not be as this good. But if Patrick Mahomes didn't have the Chiefs, imagine the Bears took him. Do you think he would be this successful? hundred percent. So. No. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes definitely uh benefited a lot from being able to sit behind Alex Smith, who isn't a bad quarterback. He's a very, bad quarterback by any a very good quarterback. Being able to sit behind him, run the offense, any reads offense 
is was great for Patrick Mahomes to succeed in. As long as Patrick Mahomes is there and as long as Andy Reid is there, this is a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl contending team. And I think I think he's worth every penny. I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel the same. I, I told you, I think I did tell you at one point that the Chiefs, I don't think, need a big name receiver in order to um, succeed with Patrick Mahomes. No. Tyreek Hill was not a big name receiver. Tyreek Hill was a pro bowler as a returner. He was not putting up the same numbers as he that he's doing now as a receiver. You have McCole Cardman now, Sammy Watkins, and they're not going to be putting these types of numbers up with the next guy, you know? And I was thinking about it. You say it's mutually beneficial. It's good that he's in the Chiefs offense. There's probably only a few coaches in the NFL right now who would be able to get the most out of Patrick Mahomes. And that list is probably like two or three coaches, to be honest. Yeah. Like, in a sense, I would say probably most like Bruce Arians is the only, the closest person I think that could get the most out of him right now. You know? I say that. Yeah. But in. Considering it's a $503 million contract over this long, do you think there's any other sport or any other athlete in any sport that can um, that can make that much money? Right now, I would say no. Next year, depending on if maybe – I don't know. I don't want to be too too early on this, but maybe if Lamar Jackson takes that next step, and I don't think play. Lamar Jackson is worth that type of money. Um, I, and I love Lamar Jackson. I'm just I'm not saying now. I said nobody now. Next year at this time, if Lamar Jackson repeats what he did this year, has a similar like season, then you can maybe talk about okay, maybe he deserves that much. Five hundred and three million. I don't think anybody's going to get close to that. In the NFL. Okay, what about any other sport? Any other sport? I mean, baseball just gives out high contracts willy-nilly. I mean... But nobody's ever going to make as much as... And everyone knew this. As much as Mike Trout was making, no one's ever making that much. And that, at that one point, was the biggest contract in in sports history, Mike Trout's contract. And now you see the NFL... I did not even... I really did not know that this was allowed. Well, Um, Actually, I just thought of something. You mentioned this the other day. I don't know if it'll be as close, be as high as Mahomes' contract, but you said something about Luca the other day. Yes. Luca um, is the only one I could see. Luca, at, in a Giannis, point, might be. Giannis, it's, it's hard to know. Don't, I wouldn't say Zion. Zion would I don't not say Zion, money. but Zion is just. Zion is great, but his style of play is too. He might get the only thing is injury risk. That's what we're thinking of. When you're looking at all these types of players, other than everyone we've just named, I think Luca's the least likely to get injured. You know, Zion's already had a major injury um, in his career. Three, Lamar, three actually, exactly. He had three knee injuries, I believe. And Lamar Jackson, the way he plays, he's looking to get injured. You know, um, I'm looking at Mike Trout's contract. Mike Trout's contract is 12 years. Four hundred twenty-six million dollars. Um, for yeah, four hundred twenty-six million dollars. That's and here you have um, Patrick signing a ten-year, five hundred three million dollar contract. You know, right? But the thing is, obviously, it's not guaranteed. There's I probably mean, a lot of five hundred. The five hundred is the total. I'm pretty sure it's around four fifty. 
and there's probably incentives, and there's the rest of his rookie deal. Yes. So it's probably not that high, but there's probably lots of incentives. So, but still. And the way he plays, he has one. He's only had the one minor injury that's not look. It's not probably gonna. He's never gonna re-agitate it. I don't think. Was it a dislocated knee or something like that? Yeah. So. I'm not really looking at that as a big injury concern for him. He missed a couple games and came back stronger than ever. He, as long as he has that arm talent, I don't think anything is, anything is going to be, um, anything's going to change. He think, I think he's going to stay the NFL's best quarterback for at least a, like a the next five or seven years, at least. I could say you know? a, decade. a decade. Yeah, I would say that too. Speaking of quarterbacks in the league, though, Mr. Cameron Newton was signed by the New England Patriots this past week. And we called it, yes, I know. But at the same time, what do you think? Does this make the Patriots better? In a sense, kind of. In a sense, kind of? Definitely an upgrade over Jarrett Stidham. The Patriots, I believe, Josh McDaniels will be able to – create an offense that um, Cam Newton can excel in and place to his strengths. They still don't have a lot of weapons. Yeah, the le- weapons are a gigantic part of it. I think, again, they have um, Nikhil Harry, Marquise Lee. I think Marquise Lee broke his leg. I'm Marquise, not sure. Marquise Lee is injury prone. Nikhil Harry is unproven. He played. He was injured last year. He. I don't even think he played half the season. Uh, you have aging wide receiver Julian Edelman. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is old. Uh, well, Sanu, at least for offensive line. What? That Mohamed Sanu is this best? Re- is their best receiver? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like Julian Edelman too. Yeah. Again, they didn't replace Gronk. They still haven't played for Gronk. I think they got two tight ends in the draft. Um, their offensive line is better. They did get some players back from injury. But they haven't really done much to replace who they've lost. Cam Noon is also coming off a foot injury, and he's not going to be as mobile as he was before. And I don't think he... Will be because yeah, a foot injury. He's a mobile quarterback. And he got a foot injury. Is, is he going to really be as mobile as he once was? The defense lost so many pieces last year, and did they really replace him in the draft? I don't know. Bill Bel- is Bill Belichick really that good at drafting? I don't. Know. I've never I've never thought of Bill Belichick as a good a talent prospector. You like to think that he knows what he's doing, but because he he's him. still living off of the glory of drafting Tom Brady in the sixth round. So just adding Cam Newton doesn't instantly make this team amazing, but I believe it does make them. It does make them better. It probably adds three or four wins to their total. He Cam Newton can play. Quarterback Jerusalem had a lot of question marks. I'm glad they went out and made a de- made a move because if they would have went into the season with Jerusalem, I would have been asking a lot of questions. Um, but at the same time, though, look, 
I always said this with Cam Newton. I'm not against Cam Newton. Cam Newton had a great – his 2015 season was one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback of his um, caliber. He's also a very mobile quarterback and a very smart quarterback. However, we cannot play injured or not. We can't deny that he went 0-8 in his last eight games as a starter for Carolina. And if the Panthers believe that um, Cam Newton was truly the best option for them, they would have kept him. There's no reason why they, it looks like whether, whether or not they decided to go after Teddy Bridgewater in the offseason, there was a legitimate shot of Kyle Allen being the starter for 2020. So my whole thing is whether this, it may make the defense, the, off, the offense of the Patriots a little better because, again, they had a stagnant offense this year. And with um, Mr. Jarrett Stidham, I don't know if they would have had a better offense. But at the same time, you also have to think to the, to the way they both, they both play whether it's Bill Belichick's system or Cam Newton, will they will Cam Newton have to change in order to fit Bill Belichick's system or will Bill Belichick have to change his plans to fit Cam Newton's play style? See, I think, no, I think Josh McDaniels will be able to mold a game plan to benefit Cam Newton's strengths. They're, they're going to work around Cam. They're not going to make Cam, they're not going to put Cam and make him do exactly what Brady was doing because they're not the same player. Josh McDaniels is a very good offensive coordinator. He will be able to come up with a game plan to help Cam and let him succeed. But the problem is Cam doesn't have – there's not a lot of weapons and the defense is still not good. So it doesn't matter how good Cam will be. I don't know how far this team – how good this team is going to do. Yeah, this, it's a very it's, – it's a very complex situation as to what's happening. Um, but also speaking of quarterbacks, that play style, whatever, contract, Mr. Dak Prescott, Dakota Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, still does not have a deal. And this is somebody who has rumored to reject $40 million contracts offers from the, um, from the Cowboys. This man just saw Mr. Patrick Mahomes get paid $503 million. What do you think is going through Dak's mind right now? Um... I don't know, but he sure does doesn't deserve to make as much as Patrick Mahomes. In my opinion, I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna let him play out the franchise tag to see what he does this year with all of the weapons that they brought in, what they did this off season, and then they'll make their decision because it doesn't a- it doesn't seem I think tomorrow is the deadline yes. for to sign the franchise tag. I don't know if they're going to reach an agreement. So I think that he'll play out the franchise tag. This is actually a very, very weird time for Dakota Prescott because they tried – they last year – I don't know why I'm calling him Dakota. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird, I know. But last year they tried to do the same thing with him, and it didn't – they he said no, ended up playing a really good season. So he bet on himself. But at the same time, you – haven't they Cowboys didn't even make the playoffs this season and they had a pretty darn good roster this year they have an even better roster so right now I think that if I'm Jerry Jones you let me see how you do with this roster that we've given you it's not a it's it's not difficult you have a two you have two great receivers and a good three um, not three three good receivers two running backs good a good offensive line 
exactly. And when we're giving you the tools to succeed and the defense, which was not as good as it should have been last year is better this year. You know, they're not, they get, they gotten better. He has a better team. And if Dakota, if, why do I keep calling him Dakota? If Dak Prescott can show out with this team, because last year he was, I think he finished the, um, he led the league in, um, in passing yards. It might've been Jameis. Either way, I think he definitely finished top three in passing yards. So if you're a solid QB, like, do, do the, does Jerry Jones say, you know what, never mind, I don't need you. We could go for um, Andy Dalton, who we've just signed. It, it could be possible. Jack was second in the league last year. With second in the league. Fourth with touchdowns. Um, if – if I think what's going to happen, I think Dak's going to play out the fran- play on the franchise tag next year. They'll see how well he does, and if he doesn't do good, I mean, Andy Dalton is a solid stop gap until they can figure out who their next franchise quarterback is going to be. I don't it just know. feels as if they put so much time into building a team around Dak, and that he does he can't they can't afford to have him fail. So if he really wants to get that type, he's never getting Patrick Mahomes money. Let's no. let's be real. And I don't even think he should be getting more than the other QBs in his class, once or golf. Um, he shouldn't maybe making more than them. So, I mean, I think the Cowboys are in the best position here. They'll they're not gonna get locked up into a contract with Dak that's gonna overpay him because. He is betting on himself, so he bet on himself last year. I don't know if it, it I don't know if it did anything, but the stats were good, but they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, you can't blame that all on him, but the quarterback is a big factor in the success of your team. So, speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks, you know, happening. <sighs> Miss. The best and um, the best sports video game is coming out this September. Well, actually, the best sports video game until Miss um, until Two K comes out. Madden is not good in any sense of the word. Probably hasn't been good in like ten years. Okay, so uh, lacking <laughs> lacking video game is coming out. Most underwhelming video game, disappointing. Doesn't care about his fans. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> As somebody who plays Madden a lot, Logan, Madden? I can I know that you're definitely this this hits close to home. All these. As someone who plays Madden franchise and only Madden franchise, this is annoying and having to pay wherever how much this is for the same game I got last year just to get upgraded ratings, which are terrible. But we'll get to that. Madden needs to step it up. Well, let's talk, let's talk about um let's talk about ratings. ratings. Where do you want to start? Um well, let's get a, let's get a positive here. They got the 99s. I think they got some of the 99s, right? I only know that there's apparently there's four 99 players so, that are 99 this year. I think the rumor or the leak or whatever it is is Stefan Gilmore and Aaron Donald both got 99s as well. Okay. And I'm okay with that. I mean, Stephon Gilmore was the Defensive Player of the Year last year. I think it's the second time in a row he was Defensive Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. 
And Aaron Donald, uh, is, his, his name, he speaks for himself. Okay. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, and Christian McCaffrey. I think that's well-deserved. I don't think, actually, he only won it once. Stephon Gilmore. My yes, I don't remember him because Donald's was it a couple years before. Um, um, let's see. What does it say with the quarterbacks for now? I've seen a lot of people being angry about Aaron Rodgers. You know? I don't think – Aaron Rodgers I'm, did not have that good of a season as people like to think. Aaron Rodgers last year – everyone, everyone always made excuses. He doesn't have a good team around him, blah, blah, blah. Last year he had a solid defense, a great running back, Devontae Adams, who was injured for a bit of the season, but still a top 10 wide receiver, a good offensive line, and he had a not as good of a year as he usually does. An 89, is that what he, an 89, maybe he could be in the nine, a 90, 91, but him being that low is not as bad as people are saying it is. Yeah, it's not... Okay, so with these ratings, I just feel as if, like, people are getting a little too worked up about – because, obviously, the season the the season that they had is probably what you should look at first. I think Lamar Jackson might be a little low as he's the MVP because I think last year he did go up um, – last year he did go up um, to 99 at one point, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But hopefully we'll see what the developers do to him because I'm hearing a lot of people say that if they, if they make him a little too good, like they did Madden 04 Mike Vick, <laughs> that's gonna he's gonna be able to he's gonna break the game. And I remember playing with him last year uh, and he was already breaking yes. the game. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the the players that I have the most problem with are Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. Why, an 80, why is that? An 86 for Sean Watson, I could put him – I would put him at maybe an 87 or 88. He's – I think he might be better. I think – no, he is better than Matt Ryan. He is definitely better than Matt Ryan. Last Carson year he Wentz, was at 82. Carson Wentz in 84 is ridiculous. I'm not even – this isn't my, like, weird love for Carson Wentz. We saw what he did last year. Yeah. At least an eighty-six, not the At same, least, right? not the same rating as Dak. I'm sorry. Like, oof. anyway, moving on. Maybe we should look <laughs> at some some rookie ratings. So, okay, so the rookie ratings. Joe Burrow's the highest rated um, quarterback, which is expected for the number one pick, with Tua and Jordan Love and Justin Herbert rounding off the top three. I don't understand why Justin Herbert's lower than Jordan Love, but it's okay. Um, Jalen Hurts only being a 68 is pretty puzzling, though. Uh, it is a little puzzling, but, you know, Madden, you know how Madden be. They they just uh, they just over – undervalue everyone. They give them bad ratings. Uh, but um, The biggest surprise for me was – AJ Hamler was like a, was like a 70. Yeah, same as Denzel Mims and Chase Claypool. Um, my only problem also was I did not expect T. Higgins to be rated so low. And I thought that C.D. Lamb would end up being the highest rated receiver other than Henry Ruggs III. 
I'm surprised that Henry is Henry Ruggs the top rated receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at that because going into the draft, many thought that CeeDee Lamb and Trey Judy were both better than him. Henry Ruggs actually, um, Jerry Judy actually had a better season than him, which right. is very weird. Um, a lot of controversy over the running back rankings, though. I mean, I see here that Saquon is a 91, but I saw like on Twitter that he was an 89, so I was very confused. But I'm glad if that he, he was an 89. That would be some outrage on that one. He's a 91. From the PSU community. Of course, the PSU community will be angry. Whoa! What is that? What is that underneath your voice? Are you? Are you? Is that disdain I hear? Not disdain. Not disdain. Alma Kamara, 88. No, no way. Sorry. Do you think it should be higher? Maybe no lower. You see what you Whoa, did Okay, year? calm down now. Calm down. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is a great. Maybe eighty-seven. Wow, calm down. This is great for him. Um, Aaron Jones at a ninety is surprising. I did not. He deserves he it. He went. He yeah. He does deserve it, but I did not expect him to jump him. that high. But it's good to see Josh Jacobs also here too. Yes. Um, yeah, but, you know, we don't have all the ratings yet, but I've seen some leaks. If they are true, I don't know. But TJ Watt is an 86, and I'm very angry about that. But I've seen some also leaks that Stephon Gilmore was rated higher than Tredavious White, even though they've had, like, the same season. But, hey, you but know. That's Madden for you. If they, they don't get the ratings right. It doesn't matter. I can just edit them myself. Oh, whoops. Wow. (laughs) Speaking of video games, look at that transition. Um, A slightly better video game. Slightly better video game. I don't know about the cover, though. Um, NBA 2K21. The covers were released for the current-gen and next-gen editions in the last couple weeks. And there's there's been some outrage. There's been some support. And... I know for me and you, this one hits close to home. Right. In multiple ways. In multiple ways, yes. So for the current-gen edition, Mr. Damian Lillard was selected as the cover athlete. Is I, don't it wanna, little... I don't want to hide my excitement here. I don't want to be to my bias to come across, but this is well-deserved, and I'm going to actually buy this game probably. Just I will the... buy this game too. I don't care. I think my own opinion here. I think it's a one year too late. I would expect that he, um, he was on. He would have been on NBA Two K Twenty after his amazing performance in the playoffs yeah. and conference finals. Yeah, like even though they put Anthony Davis, who am I? Am I um, confused here? Or did he not hold out the rest? The like most of the season. I believe he did. So they put him on the cover Two K Twenty, but it's okay. It's okay. Now. As long as he's on there. Um, it's just long overdue for him. I think he should have been on this cover for so many, so many times. I mean, but it's only one year cover per year. So, you know, I'm not mad at it. I'm glad he finally got the recognition he deserved. And I think this is going to put him on, put people onto him a little more, you know? I think he's finally going to get more people watching. That's point his... guard in the league. What? Where'd you rank him? Second. Behind who? Steph. Okay. I don't know about that, but oh, uh, you're stiff. Hate. Fine, I'll... he's number one. He's the best. There you go. Anyways, we're here first. Anyway, so 
do you want to do you want to keep it on a positive note or do you want to go straight to your to your hate of the next gen cover okay let's let's go on i well actually they're both make me but you're not gonna you're not gonna hate on it slightly angry but let's go on a slightly positive note kobe is on the mamba forever edition uh or the legend edition of legend edition i'm glad that they put him on the cover Personally, I would have preferred that they put him on all the covers. Yep. And I, I'm an, I'm a just a little, just a little. I'm a little perturbed that they did that though. A little annoyed that they made his version the most expensive one because you already know. Like, I'm gonna go buy it because of Damian Lillard, but you already know that people are gonna buy the Kobe Bryant version because of his death, and I feel like that's kind of like. A little scammy, 2K. A little scammy. And what do I you mean, think of that extra sixty, extra forty bucks? A bunch of my team crap. I mean, okay. do you think okay. that like, um, do you think that their people are ma- more mad about this than they are happy? I mean, it's I would expect. I thought that he was going to be on all the covers. I fully thought that. I was like, there's nobody else you're going to put on the cover. It's 2K. It's Kobe right. Bryant. Someone who's already been on the Legend Edition, I think, of 2K. 19, but I could be wrong, so don't call me there. Um, you, you're gonna put him on a legend edition, so I don't understand. It might have been 2K, it might have been right after he retired, though. I think I it might... 15. 19? 15. 15, so that would have been 17. That would have been right after he retired, yeah. Um, 2K 17. That was a bad 2K. I think Paul George was the cover of that one. Oh, that was a bad 2K. There hasn't been a good 2K since 2K 16, but don't at me. Um, yeah, people are gonna buy obviously because it's Kobe, but it's at the same time like you did not. Is it profiting off his death to put it on a more expensive um on a more expensive legend edition? Yeah. And now we can go to the the, the, the ink. worst, the worst cover. I'm sorry. Continue. You, you let your what? let your anger out. First, I don't understand why they need three covers in the first place. Why Dame could have been the cover for the next gen and the current gen, but whatever. But instead, they decided to put Zion Williamson, a player who has played 19 games this year. Okay. Is it a marketability aspect though? Is he market? Is he more marketable though? Because like, I mean, John Morant's pretty good. Uh, a spokesperson from 2K said that it's supposed to represent the next generation of NBA stars, but I know other people who are NBA stars, like namely Luka Doncic or Jason Tatum, who is having a great month after the All-Star. I also forgot about, I also forgot about Trey Young. Trey Young is also a very marketable player. But still, I think that this is just the media's infatuation, not the media, but just the sports world in general their infatuation with Zion and like let's calm down here he's only played 19 games what if Zion doesn't turn out to be as good as people think he's not LeBron James like the fact that they put him on the cover after 19 games is just insulting to Ja it's insulting to any other young player who's having Luca who's was having is having a great career so far um 
But you know, whatever. What what is what am I gonna do about it? You can't do anything about Not it. Per- I personally, I had a feeling they were gonna do this once they did they the next gen. I knew it. The next gen trailer. Actually, once Zion got into the league, you knew they were trying to do it. Just like I think they also they've been trying to get Zion. And like I think they also do that because of this bubble, this whole bubble tournament. There's been a lot of people saying that if anything, they should have just done the playoff teams. But since New Orleans was on the fringe, people said they should include them. But also at the same time, I think that Zion, as quote-unquote marketable he is, he shouldn't be on the next-gen cover. I definitely thought Luka would have been. I think Luka deserves to be on the cover. Over, And I think in the future, Luka's going to be a better player than Zion. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. What what if Zion, his injuries is are, again, we've spoke about this, are a problem. But you're going to, I don't know how marketable he is, but at the same time, this man has only played 19 games. 19. And the fact that I hear some people saying that he there's a rookie of the year controversy yeah. makes no makes no sense to me. We don't hate Zion, but at the same time... I don't time, hate Zion. No. Let me just be clear. Yeah. I do not hate Zion. I want him to succeed. I want him to do well. It's just... Calm down. He's very overhyped right now. And there are other players who have played the entire season or more seasons who have had, are doing just as good as he is, and they're not getting any recognition. Like John, to John, Morant, his, John his Morant is getting no recognition for what he's done this year because, ooh, Zion, it's ooh. And I'm pretty sure Zion, um, um, John Morant is getting all the is playing so well, and he's only and he's actually only playing like about 22 minutes a game. He's not. He's not. He's playing with a a, a damn near minutes restriction. So. That's just the the terrible part of it. Anyway, quick plug. But, if you want to read more about the this 2K cover athletes, you can check out our article on OvertimeConversations.com. Yeah, but we, were, we basically react – well, Logan mostly reacts to the Hatred. 2K21 cover athletes. Speaking of young and up-and-coming stars, Mr. Christian Pulisic has been on a tear in the Premier League. I know I'm on a tear with these transitions, right? (laughs) But anyway, Mr. Christian Pulisic from our very own United States of America. Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's our our very own Hershey, Pennsylvania, you know. He's made of chocolate. But he's been having... He's been having... A fantastic start to this restart of the Premier League. The Premier League has been extremely exciting to watch, especially. I mean, we had Bundesliga for like what a week. I didn't, I didn't enjoy you know, it as my much. My favorite as, league is the Premier League. You know, yeah, because it's a better league. It's more competitive. Wolves is in the top six. Like, what, what is going on? You know. Yes, in in the restart. Tottenham's eighth. Tottenham's oh garbage right now, bro. Didn't this team win the Champions League like not last year? We're in the final. So well, since the restart, Kristen Pulisic has had three goals and three assists in seven games. So he's been playing very well for Chelsea, allowing them to uh, – helping them beat Manchester City, who's in second. And in an attempt to secure their Champions League 
place, which they're probably gonna they're they're gonna get it. Barring any absolute catastrophe, <laughs> yeah, they should. Uh, speaking of Manchester City, Man uh, City is I think comfortably in the second place in the table right now. There's about there. I, I think they're um, they're, well not. There's like about six, six fixtures six to go. Seven points ahead of Chelsea. They're fine. There's two games left. They actually they secured the second position. Um, Liverpool. A quick congratulations. Yeah, I feel like we've been we we talked about like every other team and we're not even acknowledging the thirty years really champions. Liverpool thirty year title drought. Liverpool finally wins the Premier League after winning the Champions League last year. They got the Premier League this year. Currently sitting at ninety three points. They could yeah, crazy. get a hundred. I don't know why they would have to get a hundred right now, but yeah, they could make some records. Yeah, I don't really care about the records right now. But Jurgen Klopp, what a great, great. Um, I think he he right now you have to think of him as probably one the best, if not one of the best in the Premier League, if not the world. I see. You know, uh, if you look at him against with Pep, um, Pep I'm gonna did. what. Pep just doesn't have that Champions League success recently, you know. Uh, Jurgen has won the Champions League and Premier League back to back years. years. So and then obviously you have Zidane, who was just yeah, but Zidane just decided decided to just win everything and then just leave for some reason. Don't do it for Ronaldo anymore. I can understand that. But okay, but also let's also really talk about what's going to happen for the UEFA Champions League. The draw was made for the quarterfinals. And let me just say that there are some teams that have almost no chance. Um, well, so let's see. Let me just pull this up real quick. I know before the suspension, uh, Chelsea was down 3 nothing to Bayern. They're most certainly out. Because I think that was also the away game. So Bayern yeah. has three away goals. So sorry, Chelsea. Good seeing you. Maybe we'll see you next year. Uh, let's see. If there's yeah, a team, Atlanta. Atlanta is a not. I'm not gonna say easy. I don't know what the the aggregate is going on right now. What is aggregate? Um, they actually won their. They've won their. Um, <laughs> well, they won their games before the restart and before the league was suspended or the okay. was suspended. So. They've actually they beat Valencia twice, so they're in. And oh, I wow. think PSG beat PSG beat Dortmund. Dortmund, I believe. I think it was Dortmund. So I think the two Leipzig and Atletico and Atalanta and Paris Saint Germain all won their games before. The- I know um, that right now Man City's up on Real Madrid two one, I believe. Juventus is up on Olympi- Olympi- Olympic Leonice. I don't know if I said it right. It's Juventus, bro. Okay, just sorry. say Leon. Just say Leon. It's okay. Is, is it Leon? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna say Leon. Yeah, um, Atletico Madrid, I think, is has an easy ch- spot in the semifinal. Um, but what team do you think is at the, the biggest disadvantage besides Chelsea? Um. I don't know. I mean, surprisingly, Leon is one up on Juventus right now. Man yeah. City is, is again 
up on Real Madrid and Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea, but I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but I can't really pinpoint a weak team here because At- Atalanta is having a solid season right now. PSG. I don't know that came out of nowhere. Let me just say that right now. PSG is obviously has Mbappe and Neymar, so they'll be f- okay as long as they have them. But two players don't make a team. Uh, Leipzig, they are very young, and they just lost Timo Werner. I don't know if he can still play with them yet, but they are very young and have a – so against Atletico, who is – they obviously have – experience in the Champions League. So that might be a disadvantage for them. But I'm just excited for the Champions League to come back. Maybe Chelsea can pull four goals out of their... Well, Barcelona 2016? Yeah, Barcelona 20... Whatever the PSG game... Whenever the PSG game was. Pretty sure it was 2016. But, yeah, I mean... Man City better hope they, well, not anymore, but Man City, Man City better hope they win to give it their Man fans. City better hope they win this game, but obviously they, they can play now in the Champions League because they can play in this year only. It's a two-year ban, right? No, no, they, the ban was overturned. Really? Yeah, because they paid them when with their oil money. First off, don't don't come at Man City like that. Don't don't you ever come at Man City like that. Like I will uh, fight you. It was it was like two days ago. <laughs> I did not even see that. Okay, I'm good now. Never mind. We'll win the, we'll win the, win the Premier League and the Champions League? Wow, that's going to be great. Not going to happen. Yes, okay. it is. Yes, it is. I hope Christian Paul switch tears his ACL or something. Oh, I'm sorry for saying. Our, I really am sorry for saying America, that. Our American hero. This man is the future of USA the football. future of United States football. 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 Anyway, yeah. How so the, you speak so negatively? The Premier League is coming back. We're definitely going to have to um yes when the new cover a little more when the new season comes back I'm not sure when it's coming back but we'll definitely talk more about this we'll probably have a soccer episode yeah the Champions League definitely it start oh we should have a preview on that starting Wednesday August 12th with Atalanta and Paris Saint- versus Paris Saint Germain um are they playing at a they're playing in Portugal right I think in the finals in Portugal this year because Estado de Sport Lisboa Benfica. Uh, yeah, ben- Benfica is a Portuguese team there. I think. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know because I don't remember the quarter. The quarterfinals are usually played at the. It's team the home, it's home state. It's the home stadium. But it's, no, they're all playing at, in Portugal. I think this year. Oh. Because probably because of um. COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. Yeah. So we'll definitely see what happens. Oh. But we'll keep- sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Something to note, though, Atalanta might be at an advantage because PSG has not played, been playing. Other leagues... Yeah, because Liga is not playing. Liga was suspended. Look, um, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, Premier League have all been playing. Liga has not been playing since March. So, Atalanta might be it's at an training either. So, I don't know, that might... PSG might not have Champions League success for like the 18th year in a row, but <laughs> okay, Sorry. yeah. You money can't buy your trophies. <clears throat> are you are you still coming at Man City? I said PSG, but that could be applied to uh, me. I guess. Okay, just don't come at the best team in the Premier League. Cool. Um, 
But yeah, that's can't wait to talk to about the UEFA Champions League in the coming months. Look out for that soccer episode, people. Definitely. If you like what you're hearing, please check out our content on OvertimeConversations.com. Overtime Conversations, providing interesting, thought-provoking discussions about the sports world through new perspectives and unique content. Check us out. And we're back with the Six Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. And Adam decided to make an appearance, finally, just before we started talking about... Um, just before we started talking about what's going on with the baseball restart, restart. And basically, I've, I've been following a little bit. I know they're doing simulated games now, but what is the, the plan for the 60-game season? Do we see that being successful? Is, is, is that going to be, especially competing with um, now bas- um, basketball and whatever happens if um, football comes back? But what's the plan for that? What's, what's, what do you, what's our thoughts, guys? Well, so they they approved a 60-game plan to come back. As everybody knows at this point, that was close to a month ago. But so far, I've I've been impressed with what they're doing. Uh, They had a bit of an issue getting some of those tests out. Uh, They did test every player when they were coming back to their home stadiums before they started training again. Um, The initial results were very encouraging. I think league-wide, they were looking at 1.3% positivity, and since then, it's gone down to 0.7%. So the NBA was sitting at seven and a half percent positive when they showed up in Florida. So obviously 1% is a lot better than that. And it looks like only a couple of the positive tests are even symptomatic. And a lot of them have already returned back to playing because you need two negative tests to come back. So it looks like they have that under control for now. It's kind of a matter of whether or not, you know, the season hinges on whether or not people listen to the guidelines and stay, you know, with the rules and stuff. Cause if they go out to like a party somewhere and then they bring it back in, they can infect the whole team. So it, it's kind of hinging on that, but so far it looks pretty good. I think they're going to be able to get this done. I mean, but the difference between the what's going on with the MLB is that, and the NBA is that obviously the NBA has kept it to a bubble. I don't, I'm not sure what um, the, um, the MLB is doing. Is it going to be in a bubble format or like, it's not it's not a bubble. They're playing without fans, but everybody's currently in their home stadiums. The NBA's issue is they're in a bubble, but it's also in Florida. And Florida's got it worse than anywhere in the world right now. So I mean it's all well I'll see. I know that I saw Buster Posey is supposedly not coming back um to play. And I forget who else is isn't coming back, but do you first. think that you'll see David Price, yeah. Do you think that there's going to be a an increase of players that have decided not to come back? Uh, well, it kind of depends, I think, because I, I know Posey opted out uh, at least in part because he's actually having twins, so he decided he wanted to take the see, you know, take the season to take care of them instead. You, you know, so some some guys are opting out because they have different reasons other than you know the obvious one. But what I will note with the guys who've opted out. You know, it's totally within their rights to do so. I have, you know, I'm not going to comment on their decisions at all. But what I will say is that so far, almost everybody who's opted out is a long-tenured player who's played, a long, you know, like 10 years in the league, mostly guys in their mid-30s and guys who have already secured big long-term contracts. They have already, they have that money in the bank. And I think it's less likely that a young star who's only making, you know, the minimum wage for baseball every year will opt out when he has a chance this year to prove himself to get that bigger contract 
I, a lot of the guys who already opted out are nearing the tail end of their careers rather than the middle. I think it's also a good, a good thing. The fact that the MLB started the, this COVID pandemic happened before opening day, meaning they didn't do every team right now is a, has a chance to, you know, make the, the whatever, however the playoffs are going to be this year, make that playoffs. The playoffs um, are normal this year. They're not doing any changes to it. Okay. That's good there. Um, in other news, I've been, they're doing a lot of simulated games, and it's good to see certain players are healthy now. Um, recently, most recently for the, with the Mets, Jonas Cespedes has shown that he's ready to play. Um, the Yankees, Mashiro Tanaka took a baseball to the face. From Stanton, no less, yeah. Um, a couple he days that ago, hard. so that's, we'll see what's happening there. He's okay. Uh, he's okay. He just got, he had like a mild concussion, but he's doing okay. He's throwing off the mound. They're playing simulated games now, which is good to know. Opening night is in a week um, next from Friday. next Friday. Yep. Um, Yasil Puig, just a deal, uh, um, just found a new home with the Braves. So the Braves just got way better than they already have. That's right. Um, Puig, I think Puig's an upgrade. Uh, they signed him to replace Nick Marcakis, who opted out. So I think Puig's going to be playing right field this year. And it's just like a one-year contract, I think. Uh, they haven't announced the terms yet. Probably a one-year deal. But, yeah, I would say he's an upgrade. There's a lot of good – the baseball right now, there's going to be a lot of changes, obviously. But I think they, they're going to be – I don't know what they're going to do with the – obviously no fans, but you're traveling to different out-of-market stadiums. So if, if there's a problem there, I don't know what's – I don't know if there's if, – what happens if the league shuts down again. Well, you know? if it shuts down again, like league-wide, I mean, Manfred's already made it clear they could take a lot of damage. Like, they could take a ton of players testing positive and getting quarantined because every team has a reserve squad. Everybody's operating with a 60-man roster where they have – you could replace the entire roster with backup players to keep the season going. So they could take on a lot of water to keep it going. I think baseball's more likely to finish the season than NBA, NHL, and NFL. Well, I haven't seen any new things about NHL happening so far, so we'll still stay tuned with that. Also, regarding the, the this restart, I think what I've said recently is that the COVID-19 pandemic has brought to the surface a lot of um, problems that the MLB had that probably would have had a, wouldn't have brought, been brought up for another couple of years, whether it be the and because of the player relation between the um, players' association and the um, and the teams. There's we've noted that there's a gigantic damage in the, a very tattered relationship between the two over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, I'm not sure what um, the, the is going to be in terms of changes. Cause obviously with the whole, how they're going to um, pay the players or whatnot and how, um, how much are you going to pay? I think what is the, are, are they being paid full wage? They're being paid a prorated salary, so they're making as much as they would make over 60 games were they on a full contract. And so we have – what happened? Nothing. Go on. And, I, we have, and obviously the CBA expires, I think, December of next year. So there's another gigantic economic ugly battle looming on the horizon. So what are – what does what does ML, it has MLB and its relation? Do you think it's gonna go down from now until 
the, the 2021 or do you think it's going to probably increase? Because I don't think they're going to improve relations between the Players Association and the um, um, executives. Well, I, I think I'd agree with you if they canceled the season outright, but at least, you know, they're playing. They're, they're going to be playing this year. I think that's important. If, if it had been so bad that both sides decided to cancel the season or one side wanted to play and the other cancels, that would have been a lot uglier. So at the very least, they are playing. I, I think um, the CBA is a separate thing. Um, the issues that they had regarding the CBA definitely influenced the discussions to return to play this year. So it, it kind of reared its head a year early. But the CBA has nothing to do with uh, the virus. It has everything to do with, you know, uh, player compensation, service time, various game-related rules and whatnot. That was stuff that they had an issue with long before this happened. And it'll pop up again as usual next year. There, We could be looking at a strike. It kind of depends. But 2021 is going to be the year to look at for that because there will be a full season of baseball played right before that CBA. So if they're getting along well then, it could be better. But right now, I still think it's too early to tell. Okay, but okay. Another thing to speaking of seasons that were canceled, the minor league season was canceled this mm-hmm. um, during the summer and the pandemic, and this is already uh, the minor league was already facing big things when it came out last um, around late last year that Manfred had a plan to cut forty MLB um, minor league baseball teams. So, what does minor, what is the future of minor league after this pandemic? Well, you can't get rid of the minor leagues, obviously, right? I mean, you do have to have a few minor league teams per major league team. But Manfred has been on a quest for a long time to, like you said, cut dozens of minor league teams. And he's going to get his way on that. They can't really fight it, which, you know, it sucks. I, I think that when you have a minor league team in a random community somewhere in a state where there's not even a major league team, like there are minor league teams in Nevada, even there's no baseball team there. That's something that people can go to the stadium and watch, you know, that encourages more kids to play baseball. I agree with that. I also, I agree with that. I think that minor league teams adds to the, the, first off, it's small market appealability. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about a sport that is lacking in marketable stars so you don't even have the guy that, like, you know, think about it. Mike Trout's um, nationally televised games were shown only in 6% of available markets last year compared to, you know, Tom Brady's, who was shown in 23%, and then LeBron James was comp- shown in 50%. Whoa. So you're talking about the best, the best player in, the, in major leagues. You're not getting that appealability to small towns outside. So you, the minor league team that everybody um, watches is, a, first off, a kid's who doesn't really know whether they like baseball or not their first um, adaptation to baseball. I know for me personally living on Long Island, although I had the Yankees and the Mets in my, um, in my backyard in the city, a lot of my friends and family went to the Long Island Ducks games because that's, that's what everybody liked to go to because it's such a, it's such, it's more, it's a better fan experience. I'd like to say so. And a lot of, people I know sport more Ducks jerseys than they do Yankees and Mets jerseys because that's just the fa- the um, neighborhood team and the team that they know. Yeah, I, look, I think the minor leagues are really great, you know, like a personalized fan experience. Like, I, I go to Rail Riders games every year, and that's in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, that's the Yankees AAA farm team. 
And you go there, there's, you know, a couple thousand, it's a small stadium. It seats a couple thousand fans. It's always packed, but they do giveaways. You know, you get a picture with the mascot, really easy to get an autograph from a player or even just have a conversation with them. It's like last year I got an autograph from Mike Ford. That was pretty cool. He's the Yankees first baseman, but it's just, you could experience more of baseball rather than being in one of those big industrial stadiums, maybe even in the upper deck where the players look like ants on the field. Exactly. Right. So it's, and also you're talking about my league baseball, which brought in like 40 million fans last year. Yeah. I mean, there's so many teams. Yeah. And like, this is, you're appealing to a younger, my league teams appeal to a younger audience, an audience that major league has failed to appeal to time and time again. So it's kind of annoying to see that, Rob Manfred is so adamant about getting rid of these teams. I don't care about how much it affects them financially. If you really want to talk about finances, the whole structure of baseball is messed up financially. But Rob, know, Manfred, it, Rob Manfred needs a new marketing department. I hate to interrupt, but he needs a new marketing department. He doesn't know how to market his stars. He has plenty of stars. He doesn't know what to do with them. You know, uh, the city of Los Angeles absolutely loves Cody Bellinger. He was the MVP last year. That's a big city. That's the second biggest city in the country. He's very well known there. He could easily be a national name if they chose to market him. They do a horrible job. You see some MLB Network commercials. Part of the problem is ESPN does not cover baseball because it's not under their contract. So they spend all the offseason yelling about random football stuff that's horribly out of season and practically irrelevant. And ESPN, ESPN does cover um, baseball. You have the Sunday night and Monday night baseball installations. Oh, barely, barely. They have three or four syndicated, syndicated football talk shows where they talk about whatever hat Cam Newton was wearing sometimes. It's, it's really bad. I've seen it recently. It's bad. I mean, this is the worst time of the year to be shown football. But, I think, obviously, right, but right now, that's the only thing they have to talk about. But if you think about during the season on a regular on a regular season, you have at least three major TV networks showing baseball games. I don't think the um, the problem is in the national TV networks not showing it. Oh, they show the games, but they don't talk about the players. You know, when you have Stephen A. on first take, even he's yelling about LeBron or you know one of the usual four or five guys he yells about on a daily basis, right? Um, you know, it's got nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with what people want to hear. People don't know they want to hear about baseball yet because they haven't heard Stephen A. yell about it. Uh, it's guys like that. It, it's You have to put that out there a bit. When you talk about these baseball players frequently on a talk show other than MLB Network, which is only watched purely by baseball fans, if you put that on ESPN, then more people see it just naturally. I mean, I wouldn't have known what Giannis ate for lunch yesterday if I hadn't been watching one of those shows. But you, there are shows on these major networks syndicated purely for baseball experience. I have yet to see. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you're watching at the correct times. You think, I'm telling you I right watch now. All, I watch all. I check I've, their whole schedule. I've seen that first off during the season that there are. If you're dedicating two nights a week, at least the Sunday and Monday night crowd for baseball, and not only that, you have pretty. They had pretty good. They had a Rod in the box last year, which brought them even more people watching just purely on a. Um, comedic and a purely just a casual standpoint. You had, I had I was watching the games. I've seen people watch the games just purely for who's commentating on them. You no, but, like I love A Rod. He's my favorite player. But A Rod's not running his own ESPN baseball talk show. Sunday Night Baseball is one thing. That's a program. That's the actual game. ESPN is not giving you any baseball content outside of that. There is no hour long block of baseball content 
that airs on a daily basis, like NFL Live or whatever it is that they do. It, it just doesn't exist. But do you think is there a, but a, a command for it though? Oh, I think there's absolutely a demand for it. But ESPN, I don't remember the specifics. They're not really under they contract still, to have, have baseball, baseball tonight. You still have baseball tonight, which has been on ESPN for like the last thirty years or something. But the, when you say it's you know only in season, I mean therein lies the problem. They cover NFL year round. They cover NBA year round. Baseball by viewership is the third biggest sport. It should also be getting year round coverage rather than the bare minimum. ESPN, in terms of view, right, it's in viewership. It is um, it is third, but you're looking at a sport in which only 9% of Americans call their favorite sport. There is not a command for it. Oh, there's you know? absolutely a demand for it. I don't know what you're on about. Where'd you get that 9% from? It's an actual poll, a Gallup poll. It's they, as, as of 2019, baseball is the, only 9% of Americans consider baseball their favorite sport compared to 30% of Americans who consider football and 22 who consider basketball. This How is many not, consider basketball? I think like 22% or something like that. This is not something that is um, that it, I don't think it you, again. This is not a, you're claiming it's no, about basketball. The, no, no, no. Wait. So in the in the 2018 one, basketball was at 11 percent. Baseball okay. was at nine. That's a <laughs> come on. <laughs> OK, but not. But look, you, if we're talking about you're, you're still saying it's about it's the about the shows on the national networks that aren't promoting it enough. But again, there lies the problem. What is baseball doing to promote their stars? You can't you can't say that the um that it's because the um, national networks don't push it push it enough so people know that that's what they want to hear. What well, is Rob Manfred? Manfred sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to be shy about it. Manfred sucks. He's horrible. He's the worst commissioner ever. And I lived through Bud Selig. He was terrible. Manfred topped him recently. Uh, that's pretty bad. He's but the worst we commissioner to, ever. We also have to address that Manfred, we say Manfred's the worst, but Manfred works for the owners. He what works the for owners? the owners because the owners also not great. Uh, I don't, I can't name names because I don't know the names. Otherwise I would, but the eight owners who were pushing not to have a season at all, as Ken Rosenthal reported are scumbags. They were doing that merrily to hold out on the players absolutely embarrassing so then would you consider that do you think that the owners are a little bit greedy in in baseball i think if those eight owners, need to owners. i think owners are greedy everywhere i think owners are callous this that everywhere most of them are billionaires who do sports as a side hustle okay why did it take so long for dan snyder to change the redskins name for example pride money who knows why didn't he do it why didn't he do it a long time ago it took how many people to get Dan Snyder to change the Redskins' name? Because when owners are left to their own devices, they will do whatever is most profitable, not whatever is just. I think at the same time, if if we're if we think about the baseball, first off, look at the finance financial structure of baseball. There's no salary cap. It's basically you, your team is based on how much money you're willing to throw at your players. Well, that'll be know? a CBA issue next year. Yeah. But all in all, I'm looking at if, if whether we talk about the 
um, TV networks, whether we talk about Rob Manfred, I think the marketability aspect in the in Major League Baseball is lacking, and taking away the minor league is not helping it at all. It won't help it in any way, shape, or form. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll help. But at the same time, there's plenty of marketable stuff that they could put out there. Just plenty, plenty. It's not. They're just not doing it. They're not. They're and they're they're not. They're not even trying, <laughs> which is bad. You know, um, Aaron Judge, easiest, easiest person in the world to market. No one easier than Aaron Judge. He's gigantic. He smashes home runs. New York City icon. Easy Yankee, easiest thing in the world, and yet they suck at it. Mike Trout aside, Aaron Judge, come on. Yeah, I feel like they push the wrong people, and they don't be able. They're not able to get the right people in. But as the MLB season, as you say, it's probably going to have a smoother restart. Let's talk about another league right now. That's I don't know, but their restart is a couple weeks away as well. The NBA is in their bubble in um, in Orlando, and this this is going to be an interesting restart to their team. I think a lot of teams are going to have um, advantages, and a lot of people won't. What do you think is going to be the main storyline between in with regarding this um, restart in Orlando? Um, I mean, at this point between where we left off in the season and where we are now, so much changed, right? I mean, some storylines are just gone. (laughs) And I think probably the most important thing that needs to happen or, you know, to this particular person, LeBron needs to win a ring this year. LeBron will not. Let me say this right now. LeBron will not win a ring this year. In this is this is his best chance to win another ring. The Lakers are the number one seed in the West. Um, you know, he's not getting any younger. He needs to get more rings because right now in that debate with Jordan, three is just not measuring up to six. I I concede that point. I, I would rather have LeBron, to be honest with you. But LeBron needs to win that ring this year. Uh, there's also some teams probably got a bit of an advantage by what's happened between now and then teams being, you know, um, for example, I think the Pelicans are going to be better off now that Zion is all ready to go. And, you know, they, they're coming in on level playing field. I like them better than uh, the Grizzlies right now for that eight seed. Um, here's the thing about the Grizzlies. I got a team for you. The Nets, <laughs> the Nets are going to be, Irrelevant in the restart because oh, well, they're basically not, irrelevant. They're pretty much our entire team is not coming. The Nets missed a prime opportunity. If it, it would have been incredible if KD came back, I don't. That would have been nuts if KD came back for the restart. He's I guess he's not quite healthy yet, but if he came back, I mean the Nets would have just been a force. I don't uh, think they would have been as forced Spencer, either right now. They don't have Spencer, Spencer Dibley, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie. None of them are coming. And they right. signed they signed both Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley, but now Michael Beasley has the coronavirus, so he's headed home. The Nets do not have a team. But, I mean, all I'm saying is if they had KD and Kyrie and they came back for that restart, and they're not going to, but if they had, that would have been the biggest glow-up. I'll tell you. Who, okay, uh, say your team. From this restart, team. the Trailblazers, 
this the time away allowed them to get Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins back, who were a big part of their success last year. So the Pelicans with Zion and I think the Trailblazers are the best bets to get into that that eight seed over the Grizzlies, I think, and the Kings. Do we think that seeding at this point matters? No. I don't think so. Just... I, I think I think the lower seeds are going to get walloped no matter what, and you're probably looking Lakers Bucks in the finals. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's this. How's this? How's this? The... I think the Raptors repeat. Oh, oh God, no. okay. The Raptors. Oh, God. I think Pascal Siakam has been great this season, and I think he's going to be even better playing in this environment. If I'm looking at two teams from coming out the East. I'm looking at the Celtics and the um, – because are you forgetting how good the Celtics were coming going into this into this COVID break? First I've off, Jason a lot in four months. Jason Tatum, <laughs> Jason Tatum was playing out of his mind. Kemba Walker was healthy, and now he is healthy and is going to continue playing. They still have Jalen Brown. They still have Gordon Hayward. The, but again – I, I feel like the point is I, they, they were hot going into the break, but at the same time, the teams that have the biggest advantage are not the teams who were hot four months ago because, I mean, that's like saying a team that was hot in November is going to be good in March during the actual – the part of the season that actually happened. It's just, a, you know, the four-month difference is all the difference. The teams with the biggest advantages are going to be the teams who have the most raw talent, just the best track records are we're, going to be best off. We're looking at that. If we're looking at that – then I'm looking in the East. I think coming out is going to be the three teams I've been look. I think are definitely coming out. Are either going to be the if you say the Bucks, yes, in a sense. The, but the Bucks, the Celtics, and then the Sixers. The Sixers, I think, are the best team in Orlando right now. Stop. The Sixers Stop. are the best team in Orlando. Stop There's, with the Sixers, please. I don't even like the Sixers. No, nah, it doesn't even matter if you like, like them. The They're just. If, what do you think? If we're gonna say that the Boston Celtics haven't been playing four months that their own momentum is gone. The 76ers were so up and down when, when the season was still happening. And what do you think a four month break is going to do for them? I think it's going to be still going to be up and down. I think what you fail to realize is that the one thing that's going to be taken away from every single team right now is their three point efficiency playing in another environment. Three point efficiency. Really? Three-point efficiency is going to be taken away from every team. If you have the 76ers, who I've heard, who I've heard, are playing Shake Milton, the starting point guard right now. With Ben Simmons playing a forward role, that team is amazing. The Clippers also are a good team but I'm from the West. But if we're talking East, I think the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Raptors or Bucks are coming out. Who's Bucks? It's the Bucks. The Bucks are coming. I'm sorry. Lakers, Bucks. No, it's gonna be the Clippers. Lakers, no. Nah. No, no, I've got the. Lakers. I don't think the Lakers. LeBron does not w- look. The first off, Rajon Rondo is Smith, best player. Don't, don't even, don't even, don't even. Best say that. player. J- they signed J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters to do what? Who's playing defense? Moral support, Noah. Moral support. Look, what is that team doing? You have first off, you are missing Avery Bradley, who's. One of the better perimeter defenders in the league. And if you forget, if down to the wire, if there's one minute left in the game, that game aside, every Bradley's on the floor. Rajon Rondo is not playing because he came back and guess what? I guess he was boxing too much, broke up his hand. He's, got, he's missing six to eight weeks. 
the Lakers are not in the best position. LeBron, I don't think is gonna be is gonna be as prominent as he was, and I know Anthony Davis damn sure won't be as healthy. Don't underrate LeBron. Do not underestimate. I'm not gonna underrate LeBron. He's not. We used to be all said the same thing last year. The Clippers are a better team. The Clippers just have just think think about it. What happened? I don't think I said that. You said the Clippers are a good team. No, I I think I'd rather have currently. I'd rather have the uh, Lakers. I don't think you're. That's a good idea. Because okay, I think defense wins championships. It doesn't matter. The first off, we talk about the a Clippers team that didn't even have Le, um, Kawhi and um, Paul George playing together on um, most like for most of the season. Okay, and, and how about this? Think think they'll about be it. doing that now. They're, they're going. They're all healthy. They're all healthy, but and defense with championships. Imagine you're a starting point guard. I don't care how much even. I don't care how much points you're averaging. You have to switch from Patrick Beverly to Kawhi Leonard to um, to Paul George, and then you're driving to the paint and you see Montrez Harrell. No, I'm sorry. And then you have Lou Williams off the bench. Get out of here. The Clippers are the better team right now. I don't. That's a, they've always been a better team than the Lakers. Always this entire season. I don't think it's gonna change now, especially now because the Lakers do not have the full team that they they have. You know. Well, I don't know. It's 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 I don't. I, I don't really what? think the West right now. What if they if they even finish the season for the NBA? I will consider that a victory. How about that? You consider that a victory? Yeah, because I don't they're think gonna they're going to have a champion, Noah. <laughs> I, I think it's going to completely become a mess. Yeah, I don't think I don't see that happening. But the you know, bubble being in Florida is really giving me some pause. <laughs> you know, I'm not one to you know like doomsay or this or that, but the fact that their positivity rate is seven times higher than baseball with fewer guys. And in a bubble, which basically is going to make people want to leave the bubble more often, in a way, that could fall apart very quickly. And them all being in close proximity, a couple of infected people infect the whole league, and then that's a wrap. So I I don't know. Like, I, I hope they even finish the season. I think that would be great. But until then, we could, like, debate who, who's going to be in the finals. Okay, we'll see. Um, a couple things we didn't touch on earlier today um, regarding the gigantic contracts that have been given. Um, Mr. Miles Garrett got a gigantic contract today um, for the Browns. He got a five-year, $125 million contract, I believe. I did not realize Miles Garrett was this good to be getting I don't that think anyone did. <laughs> um, the Browns are – everyone got money today. The Browns definitely threw away a lot of money. Threw away his apps. Yeah. Um, no, pa- spending money on a pass rusher is good money spent in the NFL. I think now they say he has the high, he's beats Kilo Max contract now with the highest player, um, co- highest contract given to a, um, a defensive tack or defensive player or whatnot. That's dumb. Do you think it's dumb? Is Do you think Miles Garrett isn't as good as people think? Well, Khalil Mack's just a beast. Like, for him to be getting paid more than Mack is just... Let's just have these contracts work. Usually the person who deserves more money isn't making as much as they should be. Well, Um, but Mack is like... uh, He's in his prime. He should be making exactly what he's worth at this point. He's never going to win a ring, though. Is Garrett... Uh, I think the Browns are in a better position than the Bears right now. If, I, if you're really uh, the Browns are in a better position and maybe reach 
six wins this year. I mean, when are we ever going to stop overrating the Browns? When do we ever overrate the Browns? I don't think we've ever done it. Well, I mean, collectively, not not the three of us, but generally, I mean, the Browns have been the dark horse playoff team for at least the last three years. They suck. They're going to continue to suck. They haven't had a winning record in like 20 years. They're terrible. They're always going to be bad. They throw away money like it's candy. Uh, Miles Garrett is a head case. And given a head case, a five-year contract. You're I mean, just... talking about one incident. We're calling him a head case already. Yeah, I, I think taking your helmet off and bashing it over the brains of somebody else makes you a head case. I, it could just be me. I, you don't give anybody with issues or just <laughs> defensive players in general $125 million. I don't understand what went into that position or that uh, decision. I mean, we're looking think... at a – I think looking at a pass rusher, your most the defensive position that should get money is a pass rusher because they're going to disrupt the quarterback the most. I think if you're going to pay anybody that much, it should be Miles Garrett. It shouldn't be a, a linebacker or safety. But 125 million is a lot, but that's just how these contracts are becoming. Yeah, I, it's kind of weird to see the NFL contracts get get bigger right now and I think a lot of people are going to follow the Chiefs in you know seeing what what's been happening with Patrick Mahomes but a lot of people are going to follow that not maybe that big but big contracts are coming and we're going to see a lot of them soon but speaking of the Chiefs and big contracts Chris Jones also made a lot of money this year and that's their latest move towards a dynasty um defensive tackles Chris Chris Jones um is signed a four-year, eighty-five million dollar contract today. What? Well, how, how do you much? feel about that? Four years, eighty-five million. Oh God, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, look, you gave Mahomes half a billion dollars, which is crazy. Just saying that you gave Mahomes half a billion dollars. You can't not give him the best possible pieces for as long as you possibly can. Like. You paid Mahomes so much money, you actually do need to sign a bunch of high-priced guys to go alongside him. Because when you're paying him half a billion, how many Super Bowls does he need to win during that contract for it to be considered a success? Three? I mean, four? Three is the minimum, I think. I think they'll win a lot um, in the in the next um, – I think they he has at least two more in the next five years, in my opinion. The NFL is not going to get any much better than it already is, and he, they're not going to get any much worse. If you you can surround Patrick Mahomes with a little and come out with a lot, so I don't well, think right, that I, I hesitate to forecast anything the Chiefs do beyond like two or three years from now, because at the, at some point outside of Mahomes, they're going to have an entirely different roster. You know, Travis Kelsey is going to be what thirty one this fall, for example, and you know guys like uh, Tyreek Hill, he's not going to be there forever. They're going to have to replace, by the end of this contract, I mean, obviously they're going to have to replace the entire team except for Mahomes because he's set until, what, 2033? So, you know, I I think, like, within the next three years, I could see them winning another one, yeah. But just Mahomes alone, I think Mahomes has to win four between now and the end of that contract for it to be considered a success. He has 12 years coming left in his, in his at least with the Chiefs. So four is we'll a very tall order. If, yeah, but we've seen in history, think about it, the Buffalo Bills lost four Super Bowls in a row. 
You know how hard it is. But they lost. They didn't get that's, any. Yeah, correct there. Um, but also, speaking of getting a lot of money, I was um, – we – a lot of talk today has been about the 2021 running back class, um, free agency class um, coming up. So basically you have the 2017 draft class, which, which Logan, to Logan's knowledge has been the best draft running back class in a while. A lot of them, a lot of those players are going to be free agents. Do we anticipate a big money contract for names such as Aaron Jones, um, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon and such? Or playoff Damien as well. Oh, playoff Damien, he deserves the highest running back contract. <laughs> and Dalvin Cook, I forgot about him. Well, I think I, I think if I think if you're smart, most of those guys are not getting big time contracts. Um, there are so many of them that you shouldn't have to sign anybody to a really big deal. What what hurts the class is how many really good running backs there are in it because that drags down their their individual overall values. If you just had one or two really good running backs available, there's a bidding war. But if there's like 10, there's enough to go around. Everybody's going to have a new running back. So a lot of guys are going to get screwed. They're going to get a one or a two year deal with a low average because they're just, it's just so deep. I mean, and also we, we used, we've said this before that running backs are not a good, are not a, a valuable commodity. That's the second thing. Absolutely. So there's only a couple of running backs that des- deserve to get paid a lot of money. One of them already did get paid in Christian McCaffrey. Well, I, so, I, McCaffrey, as I said, just trying to stay consistent, McCaffrey did deserve that because he's also a wide receiver. So he, he's really both. He's their offense. He's not even just a wide receiver. He's their entire offense. Right. And he's only like 24. So I, I, I think that was actually a good idea. But other guys, you know, that's to throw James Conner under the bus. I like James Conner. He beat cancer. But James Conner, man, he's he's just a running back. He just runs, right? He doesn't he doesn't do too much else. So he's not the the type of guy you'd be given a ton of money to over a long-term deal because you could just find another James Conner, right? You know, the Steelers draft these type of dudes, for example. It running back is not something you want to commit to into your late 20s or early 30s, I think. Um, speaking of – oh, continue. What are you saying? Well, I was going to say, when you look at – like, I think the running backs that are more like your Christian McCaffrey's are going to get – I think deserve that money. Like, Donald Cook's a receiving back and can run. Uh, Nick Alvin Chubb. Kamara. Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara. But, like, your running backs like James Conner, uh, Leonard Fournette, um – Blanking now, but those type of running. Oh, Derrick Henry. Even he wasn't in that class, but he will be a free agent, free agent next year. I don't. They're just they're just runners. They, uh, they're not good receivers like McCaffrey. As good as receiver as McCaffrey, so they I don't think will get that kind of money. The receiving backs I think will get the money, but I don't know if they necessarily should. It's kind of it's kind of weird to see all these running backs get money and it's also time it's weird to see all these running backs have such high value and if you're talking about running backs that have high value but especially out of nowhere you can look no further than san francisco in which raheem mostert just apparently has requested a trade in the last week and slowly but surely the 49ers are blowing up 
Well, actually, let me not say that. They're imploding. The Super Bowl team that, that looked amazing last year and looked poised for another great year does not look that good anymore. You have Debo Samuel, who's got who's hurt. Um, DeForest Buckner's not on the team anymore. Um, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. And now, again, um, Debo Samuel is out. And now Raheem Mostert, who looked like he was going to be the premier running back for next year, is gone, is wants out. That's because the 49ers have always been a sham. They constructed their entire roster as a paper tiger based around a rent-a-cop version of Tom Brady. They're, they're nothing. <laughs> they're not going to be that good. They're okay. They're not going to be that good. There's All right. nothing that scares me about the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to stop the San Francisco 49ers hate right now because, yes, they lost to Forrest Buckner. They got Javon Kinlaw in the draft. He's very good. Debo Samuel, they lost. They still have receivers. They have Brandon uh, Ayuk. They have Kendrick Ayuk, Bourne. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Travis Benjamin, Dante Pettis, Trent Taylor, all good. Are they, are they, are they stars? Or are they, just... they can work in an offensive system by Kyle Shanahan. Who cares if they have Raheem, don't have Raheem Oster? They still have Tevin Coleman and Jeremy. But they also lost Dan Yeah, but they have Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon is coming back from injury. So okay, but aren't you the one who said Canada. this week? Aren't you the one that said Jarek McKinnon should be cut? I did say that. I did not. That was before Raheem Mostert requested a trade. Also, this you, is guys, a you guys realize how much they're going to have to pay Kittle? He's a, he's a free agent after this season. They're gonna, they, have, they have to pay Kittle a lot. They have to pay him a lot of money. You know what that's going to do? That's going to squeeze some of those playmakers off the roster. They barely have the playmakers right now. At, the, at this point, the only thing I could see the 49ers being great at is within their defense, and their defense is the only thing right now that's holding them up. They had a great defense last year, but their entire offense last year under Kyle Shanahan relied on the, a great three-headed run game. You know? right, well, I, let, me, let me ask yeah, you this. How, how much – how much would you pay Kittle a year on a new contract? It depends on what all, every other – I think he should be – I don't know how much of the tight ends are making. How much? He has to make at least 20 a year. 20 a at year? At least. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Kittle last year looks like he made about a million. This year he's making two. So when you up that from two to 20 – Making $2 million? Yeah. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, That's disgusting. When, when you up that from two to twenty, do you know how many guys are going to get dropped off because of the cap? Quite a few, including ones they don't want to lose. So, and apparently they're looking on extending Kendrick Bourne as well. So I don't know what they're doing. Jimmy still, I don't know how much years he still has. Like two years left on his deal, right? No, he's his, he's under contract for like five. Okay, good. Um, last year the highest paid tight end was Hunter Henry who made $10.6 million. Um, I don't understand why. I don't understand what happened to the, um, the Niners this season. I thought, when I at first looked at the DeForest Buckner trade, I said, that's a great trade for them. They, that's a good, they got somebody good. They have a replacement in him. But what happens if Javon Kinlaw doesn't produce? What happens if they get another um, injury, early injury like Quan Alexander got last year? Even though they still ended up being, I forget what seed they were. Were they the one seed? Niners. Um, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, it does. What if they? What if there's still injuries on the team? I'm not saying the team is not going to make the playoffs, and I'm not saying the team is not going to be good. But when it comes time for the playoffs in a NFC that's I think gotten better over the last couple um, months, you cannot. They, this team went from really good as we were all saying that they were going to be in the Super Bowl again next year. No, not I. <laughs> I I fully agree that they would be. Okay. Um. I don't think, and right now, first off, if I'm if, if there's a team that I think is making the Super Bowl, it's only in the NFC. It's only between the Saints and then probably, I don't know who else. But mm-hmm. what what Logan? What is that? I think what is that? You're overreacting because they lost three players, and I'm not over. I'm re- you over- are. You're saying that their defense got worse because they lost. I did not say their defense get. I did not say. Wait, hold on. I never said their defense got worse. I said their defense is the only thing that's good right now. That and you're I can like Von Kinlaw, who they picked in the first round, is gonna be the biggest bust in draft history. Who's, why are you? That's if anything, you're hyper. You're putting a hyperbole on everything that I said. I literally said, you They lost the first Buckner. I said their defense is the only thing that I can say is solid right now. But what happens if they get an early injury, just like they did with Quan Alexander? What happens if Javon Kinlaw doesn't produce? I have not said. If anything, do not say anything about their defense because I said nothing bad about their defense. Okay, their finally, offense. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders did not play the entire season for them. They were still fine on offense without him. Emmanuel and, Sanders isn't on this team anymore. Yeah, you were saying they lost Emmanuel Sanders, so their offense. I never said. Wait, I never said him. On, I said yes. Okay. Yes, they did. You said, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. He did not play, but he was. A, they also had. They had Debo Samuel, who had one of the a great season last year. But they still have receivers. They, okay, they have receivers. But you said right now the only real good receiver I see is Kendrick Bourne, who showed flashes last year. You cannot – and their running game, I'm not talking about their receivers. I'm talking about their running game, which was a vital part of their Super Bowl run and a vital part of their entire season. You said Jarrett McKinnon. You literally have said to me all week this week, Jarrett McKinnon should be cut. Jarrett okay, McKinnon should fine. not be making it. They can running. cut Jarrett McKinnon. Then they can go sign Devonta Freeman, who is a free agent, and he can be their second running back. Then they can have the rotation. <sighs> okay. I'm just, I'm just saying they've, they're starting to implode it. I don't like what they have seen. The 49ers, I'm not writing them off, but at the same time, they're not the same team that they were. At the same time you are. so it, it is extremely difficult for a team to make the Super Bowl two years in a row. Especially one who lost and blew a lead. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I mean, the problem is – I agree with you that, that, Logan. I don't no, understand. I'm agreeing with Adam. It's, a, it's a very hard for a team who suffered a loss like the 49ers did to come back and get at the Super Bowl again. But I'm I'm saying I believe the 49ers will be one of the best teams in the NFC next year. I just don't know if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Right. Like I, I think they're going to be there. I, I think at worst they finish behind Seattle in that division. They're, I think they're going to make the playoffs, especially with that 17 format now. But they're I, they're just not built to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Gut feeling. I mean. That's just personally my view. I don't know. I'm uh, yeah, and I'm we're also like, way, way too far out to project who's going to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm the the only the only two, the only two teams I'm saying from the I already know the AFC. The it's either going to be the Ravens or Chiefs coming out of that. Um, dude, that's based on last year. I'm not. I'm not even basing that on last year. I'm basing it on their roster now and the hopefully anticipated projections. You know. Yeah. Well. Uh, well. 
I think we'll. I, I think we can get at that then. I mean, we're still really far away from even week one, so I, I don't feel comfortable making a Super Bowl pick right now. All right, all right, going to at least another a sport that we're way closer to, but we don't know if it's going to happen. Recently, it came out that the Big Ten would adopt a conference-only schedule for 2020, and not a lot of teams have um, have come out and said what they would do afterwards. Not a lot of conferences have. Do you think this hurts the chances of college football being played in the fall, or do you think that this hurts the chances of a team that um, of teams being successful in the fall? I'm going to come out and say it. I'm going to come out and say it right now. Playing college football in the fall is beyond stupid, and I strongly recommend that they do not play at all. That is, it is it is absolutely idiotic, and I think if they do that, it would be solely motivated by money. Uh, these kids out on the field are – college players they are not being paid they're on scholarships but they're not being paid they're that's not you know working for their living wage or whatnot they have full ride scholarships you're sending them out there and risking their health on a field at a time where most universities refuse to even have so much as a single in-person class instead opting to do everything via zoom so why are the football players any different you can't be flip-flopping on this. I understand that the main motivation of universities is money. I'm aware. I pay a, I pay a tuition at a state. Motivation of a university is money. At the core, it's a business. They want the football because some colleges, 40% of their revenue in a year or more is football profit. University of Georgia, for example, over half of their total profits in a year across everything is football related. They can't afford to go a year without football. Not what I'm recommending. In the fall, all this second wave stuff, don't know. Won't comment on that. But what I do know is very likely that these football players are going to get the virus and spread it amongst each other. Clemson, national champion, 50% of their roster tested positive for the virus. You know why? Because they're not making millions. They're out there going to frats. They're partying, this, that. Everybody in college football is going to get infected. You meet a team. You play a team from your conference. Guess what? You spread the infection over there comes back to that campus. It's stupid. Play the season in the spring, same schedules if you can. I, they won't be able to play the out-of-conference opponents, but the in-conference schedules, 10-game season, Natty in May, I see no problem with that. What? How? Don't you think that playing in the spring and then immediately going in and playing the fall season will be – bad on the athlete's body don't you think they need a a break between seasons Pro- probably especially probably. as college students i mean there there's going to be some stuff they have to address there probably but it's it you can't you can't uh, what i'm saying is you can't outright cancel it totally because it, just because of the revenue that's how the colleges operate if you try to play in the fall i can assure you they will not finish that schedule due to a massive outbreak and just within the teams and they will cancel the season. You will not be getting any kind of college football. It will be a deleted season. Those They will lose all of their football money. It's a risk. you got to play in the spring. It's really the only option you have. Looking at this because you, you bring up a good point, Logan, about if don't they need a break. But this is going to be a weird thing for every single sport, I think, affected. Uh, the only thing I think – the only sport I think won't be as affected um, if they end in December or whatnot is baseball. You're looking at basketball, who you're saying they're saying have the season in the have the draft in November and then start the season in December. Most likely, it's going to be a shortened season. Football, 
NFL, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. Gonna happen. And the NFL is probably going to happen. Just no fans. It'll be a mess, though. You're not – This the thing is with this pandemic, you're creating a lot of different – you're going into times where you're not – they're not usually playing. If college football happens in the spring, that's going to be really, really like – A, because college football is a what, a three-month activity? It's, it's 12 weeks, uh, 16 weeks maximum. So that's like you're going over three, four months. You're getting a lot – you're first off having those, the players that's travel on them. You're saying out-of-conference schedules. There's a lot of – there's a lot of teams such as South Carolina I saw. South Carolina plays in the SEC where Texas A&M is 1,000 miles away from them, but they can't play Clemson, who is, not, who is probably 100 miles away from them that, because they're out of conference schedule. So it's, there's going to be a lot of different things. Or how about BYU, who has seven games against out-of-conference opponents? All right, what but- happens to their season? At the same time, I mean, that, yeah, that's all food for thought. Playing this fall would be financial and physical suicide. It, it would be completely beyond idiotic and a blatant cash grab. I, there are no positives to playing in the fall. I don't think – I think this season as – but the safer option obviously would be delete the entire season completely and cancel it. But literally fa- colleges cannot financially do that. Right. So, Some of them would actually fold. Some of those mid-sized colleges could not afford that. Like literally, they have to completely shut down the university. That's how so bad it is. We're having you're already seeing universities shut down because of this, and you're you're already seeing universities that have res- resorted to in-person classes. You've seen universities such as Harvard resorted to um, Zoom classes and are but still keep the tuition the same. It's a very weird weird thing that's going on in this country cut with the universities because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Adding sports to the mist, mist is also very dangerous on their behalf. And at the same time, if you do it in the spring, who knows how that's going to be? Maybe that's the most um, logical option, but we have six weeks until kickoff. What happens? How can they make a decision fast enough? Well, they have to because, again, there are no positive options as it relates to playing in the fall. It's stupid. I mean, we've already seen it falling apart at the seams. People inside the Big Ten are saying this season is not happening until next spring. There is a vaccine currently being developed. It's being developed by Moderna. Currently, the results look very good. They're doing a um, a test of some kind with 30,000 people, a trial, at the end of the month. And if that works, I think they're going to start moving into production. That vaccine would be available starting at some point in the winter. By next spring, we should be good, and the pandemic should be completely gone in the rearview mirror. If we're not, we're in even bigger trouble. Football would be the least of our concerns. But it would be football right now. Fall is a complete no-go. Spring is something you at least try. And if you can't, you can't. I understand it. But you, you, can't, you just can't play in the fall at all. Well, that's – again, we'll see what happens with everything. It's – going to be a very very weird sports season coming up in the next couple of weeks but as i i'm just happy to get some back that's all i need but as of now we'll see what happens with that we'll see what happens with again a lot of storylines to watch within the next couple of weeks whether it be the restart of all the seasons whether it be dak prescott's contract within the next 24 hours but and or whether we see a lot if we see an increase or decrease in coronavirus spikes in within the nba um, MLB and other um, spots. Again, the NHL, I'm waiting for that too because I have not seen anything happen with that. So we'll see. 
Um, right now, the only sports that are happening pretty consistently is soccer and UFC. But that's just it remains to be seen what happens with the rest of the sports. But as of now, this has been that's our podcast for the day. This has been the Sticks of Sports podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah. It's Logan. So, and thank you for listening. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Um, the Stick to Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's Stick to Sports with Logan, Adam, and Noah.